0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Podcast. It's Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I will put tonight It's Wednesday, September 22nd. That can mean only one thing. It's a pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Hey, Ready by the way, uh, uh, uh,
1: in the your, uh, Hold on. your lasers what? don't sound the same.
0: Pew, 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 pew. No, they sound a little... G- I see what you're doing there. Yeah, they sound, uh... They sound like like uh, pieces of gravel being tossed across the parking lot. They, they sound more like peer. Pure pure, 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 pure. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I told, uh, I explained to, we got we several comments about my voice on the uh, Sunday night recap show as well as Monday show. So it, it actually sounds okay now compared to then. Let's um, just get into it. Okay. You went to a wedding. Yes.
1: Friday wedding or Saturday wedding? Friday wedding. Wow, I mean to not be recovered by now. Well, no, that well, is well, well,
0: well, we stayed Saturday. There's a well, obviously. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I get that. I'm just saying, Friday night wedding reception. You obviously stay over party Saturday, and then you kind of carry on with the rest of your life. Then Sunday, as you get back to some sort of sense of normalcy. But you, my friend, are curing this well into the week. So <laughs> it's either talking about how how old you're getting, or you ramped it up a notch there.
0: Uh, I think it's probably a blend of both. Saturday was pretty big. I mean, we we had a there's a wine tasting, it's sort of like the final uh at, a, at this uh, Charlottesville vineyard, really nice uh I can't remember what it's called, but um um they got, they got vineyards in Charlottesville? Yeah, I didn't know Virginia wine was a big thing, but apparently. Um it's it's okay. It's fine. Uh it's 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 fine. Uh anyway, the um the uh Yes, yeah, so we. I'm oh, sure it ranks
1: really high on wine spectator, right? It's got a really high rating on that.
0: Yeah. Right, at least like a 78. Uh, <laughs> we, so we um, we went. Then we went to uh, basically everybody who was up from Raleigh or like in town who were friends of the bride of right. the groom went to a bar at uh, in the afternoon on Saturday and watched football and stayed there. Until, of course. Yeah, stayed there until a, uh, more or less like the bar closed. Now, so, do they have
1: toughies there?
0: No, no, no. We didn't. We just, I drank nothing but uh, ranch water the entire but, time.
1: Okay. I don't know if it was ranch water, Bud Light. Wasn't sure what it was.
0: I love Bud Light. Yeah. But um, Bud Light's earlier than ranch water late.
1: Gotcha. A hydrate. Gotcha. A
0: hydrate, Brady. Um, and then, yeah, Saturday. Well, and then the problem is Sunday is not, you know, for many people, Sunday's a rest day. For your not family, for us. Yeah. Not for us. Right. Exactly. Big uh, day. The important, thing, the important thing is I made it through the podcast on Sunday night without falling asleep on camera. That's, that's the important thing. That was a little worried about that. Uh, anywho, Monday night football recap in the sh- in the feed. You can also listen to the Sunday recap in the feed as well. Uh, we will have a Thursday night gambling preview coming up, but today we're going to talk to Brady Quinn, a former NFL quarterback about what is going on with all what's the deal with all the quarterback injuries. <laughs> I, I wish I could.
1: Uh, well, I mean, we could break down probably each one and talk about or discuss. But one thing that's that's becoming apparent is just the, the speed and the massive size and power which the defenders are be, are becoming and hitting these quarterbacks. It's becoming that much more punitive. But you know, for example, to what hit. That hit could have been completely avoided had Jalen Waddell, who was in the slot, who was running an option route just had a little bit more sense of urgency. I mean, that was one of the things that always frustrated me is when wide receivers would be so keen on running a great route that they wouldn't take into that internal clock in their head saying it's fourth and two. I, I already can tell which, which way I'm going to break because of the way the defender's playing me. He's going to be the inside or outside leverage. So all I need to do is skip off the ball for a half second, and then I'm going to set it up, right? If he's outside, I'm going to jab at him the outside just to get him to move that way. And then I'm going to cut back across, or vice versa if he's on the inside.
0: And instead, Waddle took his sweet-ass time. And meanwhile, two is back did like there a little, waiting uh, on him. He did like a little hop, like a like I'm going to juke you and, and double move you and go crazy vertical on fourth and two. It's like just get left, man, get left and get open. But it was just so slow. Like that's okay with an option route, but just have a sense of urgency. It's only four and two.
1: I only need you to run at most four yards. Right, go two yards past the sticks. That way, when you break and you should be breaking either in or out, downhill back towards the line of scrimmage, you've got a two-yard buffer there to catch it. But instead, it took him so long to get in the route that A.J. is up on Tua, cracking him in his ribs, and now you've got Tua potentially playing through that, which, look, I've had bruised ribs, torn cartilage. It's not fun. You know, you get shot up with Novocaine. They numb it, which is great, but that only lasts for so long, and then you've got to deal with it the rest of the year or the rest of the week when you're out there practicing. So that's that injury.
0: I don't know how Carson Wentz. So well, uh, on, on, on the, well, on the uh, let's stick with Tua really quick. Okay, uh, but what? I, because I do think we should go through them all individually. But with Tua, you know, he had the hip stuff in college. Now he's got the the. And I mean, I'm not saying he's injury prone. I mean, he got crushed by Epinesco. No, You could say that he's 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 become now injury prone. I mean, do you think this affects what the Dolphins think about doing long term? Of course. I mean, look what the San Francisco 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. How's that any different?
1: The guy started for one season, the only season he started 16 games, he goes to the Super Bowl. And yet they're like, dude, you've been healthy for half the amount of games you've been here. We're sorry. We're going to get up a boatload of picks, go up to number three and take a guy we feel like we might be able to utilize, might be more durable. Like that's how it works. Availability uh, is more important than ability. Bottom line, durability is more important than ability, however you want to
0: phrase it. So was that, um, that's, was that Austin? Was that I'm trying to think? Was it Austin Jackson or was it um, Jesse Davis on the right side there who got absolutely the right tackle got smoked right on, that, on the two injury that didn't help matters either.
1: No, but still, if if Jalen Waddles out of his route, which he should have been at that point in time, the ball is there on him first down. You're moving on. AJ's got to pull up, especially with the protection that quarterbacks are given now. You know, in the pocket. So um that's that injury and 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 look the the reality is he's not a big guy He's, he's thicker but he's not the you know tallest biggest guy and you know he's been through a number of these so I don't doubt at all that the Dolphins don't have in the back of their mind concerns about him moving forward and whether or not he's going to be there for 16 games because if he's not you know you either got to have one hell of a backup which I am by the way I am optimistic about Jacoby Brissett in this system, depending on if he gets to start play, how much longer? I know, he's your NC State guy, that's why I wanted to bring him up. I was talking with um, one of my buddies before the season, they're like, which backup would you bet on having the best season this year? I said Jacoby Brissett. There's no, I mean, if you think about the track record of Brian Flores with Fitzpatrick last year, and just to his injury history, it'd be Jacoby Brissett, especially with the weapons that they have, especially Will Fuller coming back, and the way this team is, is gelling. So, I think, I think a week of preparation, you put him in a game plan that fits more his skill set, what he wants to do. I think he could actually play really well in that system.
0: And if you look at the games that the Dolphins have coming up, and Tua is still, uh, it's still, listen, it's questionable. I, I don't think we'll know his day category. to day.
1: Probably, yeah, day to
0: day. Probably till Friday. I mean, they're the, at the Raiders this week, Colts at home, which is a potential Jacoby uh, percent revenge game, and then yeah. at Buccaneers and at Jaguars. So, Three or four winnable games. Pretty, pretty huge stretch for the Dolphins, too, because these are games against AFC opponents that you feel like you are better than and that you probably need to beat in order to put yourself in the playoff race. Uh, Falcons at home after that, and then at the Bills on Halloween.
1: Yeah, look, we, we think about it like that, Will, to be honest with you. You don't think about that as a player. You're Definitely. so locked into the matchups, and, and sometimes you end up playing teams that we on the outside are like, oh, you know, they should have no problem with this team. But you're looking at it saying, it's a bad matchup for us for X, Y, and Z, whether it's a matchup up front, you know, match with the secondary, whatever the case may be, or scheme wise, maybe it, it plays to something that, you know, you have a hard time figuring out um, that that's always just a week to week thing. So as much as we look sure. at that, that schedule, we say, Oh, this is their opportunity here. Uh, so much can change week to week and players aren't looking at it that way.
0: Okay, right. That's, that's, a, that's, that's why, that's why we have former professional football players on here. Because it, it is, I mean, I mean, from the outside, you're definitely looking at the bigger, you know, the bigger picture, but I guess you're right. You're it's so granular that you're prepping for the, the coming week. Uh, Carson Wentz, who you mentioned, not one. Oh, he got, he got a BOGO deal on uh sprained ankles. That's right. Buy, uh, I guess uh Sogo sprain one, get one free. Maybe. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This only happens. Fancy, fancy portion of Fort Lauderdale. You live in. Make you right. But, but this only happens.
1: This only happens to white guys, right? Like, like this doesn't happen to like anyone else out there. Just, it's like, yeah, only they would sprain both ankles somehow, you know. Um, I, I'll say this before he even sprained both ankles. I'm just saying it's, it's like it's like we're on athletics somehow. Usually, you sprain one now, now spray we sprain I sprained ankle in a
0: fish show. I'm, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> um, the the thing with Carson Wentz is, but even before that, he was not moving well, and I said this early on radio. It reminded me of after my Liz Frank, after having back surgery and then having complications with nerves and down my right leg and all that. Watching myself on film move and be like, Good God, I just I don't move the way I once did. He doesn't move the way he once did. He doesn't seem to have that explosion um, or or the same type of ability to get out the pocket and like actually hurt you with his legs. Like do you remember yeah. when he first started playing? He's a good athlete. Like he used to take off, run and that was He'd run you over. what he would do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just not there anymore, man. Like he has a hard time cutting. It's like turning a boat. He has a hard time really building up any speed. Mm. And there's times when you see him stress and take chances on plays. We're going, what are you doing? You know, and, and I think he feels the pressure to have to do something or make something happen because he knows like he really can at this point. Um, but that's it. I mean, this was a huge year for him in general. I don't know how long this would potentially keep him out. I think they're a worse team, obviously without him. Whether it's you know, yeah. Jacob Eason or anyone else, but the truth is, I'm not really so sure where this team is going anyway. I mean, I'll be I'll be real. Even with him back healthy, I'm just I'm not sure what this what the where this team's going.
0: So, we talked about Dak Prescott and potentially overcompensating and causing you know, uh, you know, you're not you're not you're not stepping into your throws. You you work with your you know. <laughs> You know it strains your shoulder because you're throwing through more of your arm. I, I was wondering, do you think there's a chance that the Colts and or Carson Wentz, you know, combined rushed back for that foot surgery? And and this is sort of leading to that. The sprained ankles don't really fit. He got rolled up on by Aaron Donald. So I don't know. I'm just wondering if I mean that's a lot of it's like a like we're talking about cluster injuries at certain positions for NFL teams. Carson Wentz is having a cluster injury on his on his on his lower body. I mean it's
1: insane. Well think about it this way. When is a professional athlete not rushed to come back from injury? Oh, always like I really—it's always like whatever the timetable is. That's for a professional athlete, right? That's not for like a normal human being or or what I think most orthopedics would say is like overly safe. It's the reason why you see a lot of guys on the who have an ACL tear; they're usually better two years out than the year after. Now, yes. I guess Adrian Peterson's the exception, or but phil- I don't know if we'll ever phil- see so- Philip
0: phil- phil- Rivers. Phil- phil- phil.
1: Right, because he really demonstrated the running ability with that without that ACL. That's right.
0: I'm That's just saying, right. saying he came back. He never he didn't miss a single he didn't miss a single uh snap. Well, we're
1: not talking about missing time. I'm just saying the way their performance yeah, is. Yeah, you're talking about like experience. outside of Adrian Peterson, it's very you're hard pressed to find a player who's gonna run better off an ACL, you know, following that following year. It's usually two years after they start to feel more comfortable again. And I just think it's a it's a part of mental thing, like being able to be like, all right. I can push off. I can just be as just as explosive and I'm not going to tear this. I'm not going to have some issue or injury. I mean, part of it too is building back up that strength and stability and the ability for your body to handle the intensity of a game. But a lot of that's too is mental. And, and look, maybe that, maybe what you're you're pointing to as far as with the foot and all that, maybe that's why he looked like he was moving. I don't want to say more gingerly, but just not as explosive. I mean, like I had a foot injury. One of the things that it hurts to do when you come back and start rehabbing is when you really want to run and sprint or jump or whatever the case is, or cut, you got to load up that left foot in my case, and then be able to push off of it. Well, it's hard to do it. It's painful every time you do it, right? Yeah. Your body doesn't want to let you do that. So I do wonder if that played a factor into it. I mean, either way, having two ankle sprains is not going to get any better with this.
0: I I just question, you know, they haven't even ruled him out for this week yet. And I just question the idea that you would allow this, you would trade this well, it's not. It looks like it might not be a first round pick now. It might be a second round pick now if he doesn't play enough. If he doesn't play enough snaps. But right, right. You, know, you you trade this high pick for him, and and by the way, I mean, right now, if if the season were to, I mean, the season were to end today after two weeks, but the currently the the, the Colts would be giving up the fifth overall pick to the Eagles, which would be very wow. very bad if again, Carson Wentz would have to play the full portion of the snaps. At any rate, what I'm saying is, you you ha- he has foot the foot injury. You get the surgery done. You rush him back. For week right. one, he suffers multiple ankle sprains. I mean, maybe just maybe just hit the pause button, see what happens over the next couple of games, and then you make a decision on whether or not you're gonna bring him back right away. I mean, I understand it's 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 a weird spot because you don't wanna you feel like you had a contending team. I mean, does does Frank right? Is Frank do, do, do they though? Like, no, do they feel
1: like it. they
0: have a contending team? I think they, I think they feel like it. I don't I don't feel
1: like sure. It. I, I don't either. At least that's for what we've seen the first two weeks. And I know like week one can be an imposter and trust me, I was as guilty of anyone as far as buying into week one with some of my picks with Pete. So yeah, I'm sure did. when I go into studio, you know, he's going to hammer me for this, but um, I, I think my concern is more like, is it potential to damage anything else worse or structurally or is just pain management? But even if it's pain management, I mean, Do you want him to be in there if he's not 100% healthy? And I I think on to that point, is Carson Wentz's floor? Like, let's say he's playing banged up. Let's say he's not playing at 100%. Is that better than a Jacob Eason 100%? Like, I don't know because I haven't seen enough of Jacob Eason. But I think that's if you're a coaching staff, and that's maybe what they're contemplating right now is, do we really want to push him back if what his floor is at this point with all the injuries isn't really going to help us win? You know, if we could put a healthy Jacob Eason in, See what we've gotten him. That's why he's the backup. See what he's capable of. And then go from there for a week or two and see if he can't provide a spark or do better with what Carson's done in two weeks.
0: Yeah. And the other problem is if you play Wentz now and it gets worse, and he, you know, he, I don't know how you aggravate two sprained ankles. I mean, maybe, maybe he takes a huge hit and suffers, you know, he can't run. Or he can't move around in the pocket. So he's very well. And so he's his throwing, you know, he, he gets, gets a wide receiver hurt because he can't throw accurately, or he takes a huge shot to the side because he can't move. I mean, whatever it is, there are ways this can get, you can exacerbate the problem here. And if that right. happens, you're, you're really hurtling towards a situation where you end up with a completely lost season. And yeah, I, yeah. So I don't know how the Colts handle this. I don't know well, what the right way to handle this they, is, but I think they, they, just, they have to take this. They they have to take
1: patience into account for this reason. The Jaguars aren't going anywhere. The Texans aren't going anywhere. All right? And then Tennessee's sitting there at one-on-one. So it's not like the division's running away from you. So if I was in their position, I would say, let's give them a couple weeks off. Let's let him try to come back healthy. I mean, seriously, like, what do you think the Texans and Jaguars are going to be at this point? Like, Tennessee is the team you're ultimately competing with. They're going to have – they already have a more difficult schedule than you to a degree. So why not let you know things play out the next couple of weeks and then go on from there and, and get him try to get him as close to hundred percent as possible to then try to make a run for the division because that's that's the only way I think they get in the playoffs. AFC South is not getting a wild card team. No.
0: no, 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 no. And here's how here's how I would look at it. And again, I know I understand that as you pointed out when we're talking about Tua that NFL teams don't look at it like this, but you're at the, the Colts have at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore. That is a brutal. Just three, you know, three road games is not easy, and then they have Houston at home before at San Francisco. I would look at this as, okay, let's play Jacob Eason for the next four games. Let's let's give Carson Wentz time to get healthy, time to get right. If we steal, if we steal a game against Tennessee this week, it is absolute gravy. We're probably getting Miami. We'll get Miami with the potential backup at Baltimore is not a game we expect to win anyway. And then we get the Texans at home, which you expect to win regardless of who your quarterback is, right?
1: Well, you'd hope to. I mean, again, this is us talking. Like, you expect to win everything. Right, and I realize play. that they don't but, go well.
0: We can't win in Baltimore. Let's give it up there. I, I,
1: yeah, I, I think if I think what you're prioritizing is, is the divisional games, that's what you're prioritizing. Sure. So if you, if Wentz can go this week, you're going to do everything you can to try to give it a go. And then after this week, then oh, you I take so, a man. step back and you reevaluate and you say, okay, let's maybe give him a couple weeks off. Or wasn't going to work. You know, so I, I would say you're definitely going to see him try to go this week. And if he can't, it's Eason probably I'd say then maybe for the next three. And not because you say, well, we don't feel like we're going to beat Baltimore, or whatever the case is, or Miami for that matter. Yeah, if I, I realize teams don't say that, I, but, you know. I'm sure, yeah. Right, but, but I'm saying so that's, that's how I think they're going to try to manage it. He'll try to go this week if he can, understanding the importance of this divisional game. And then if he can't, maybe you take a couple more weeks off and then you get him back for Houston to ensure that you get that win.
0: Okay, and we so Breach and I pointed out on Sunday night that the Texans are, or the, excuse me, the Titans are minus five against the Colts. If, for some reason, Carson Wentz were to play, that line probably moves... Ooh, minus three. three,
1: minus four. Yeah,
0: minus two or minus three. I think it's off the... No, I see minus five, minus 120. Uh, yeah, so if you think Carson Wentz is going to play, you would want to take the Colts now. And you could probably get a buy, you could probably get a window with the Titans, you know, on the other side. But anyway, uh, I digress. Yeah, you know, where you just, you know, you know what I mean? Where you try to hit you No, win.
1: I'm saying I think regardless, Titans are gonna be favored. It's just by yeah, but I'm how saying many. you could, but it might be minus two. <clears> yeah, term, <throat> no, no, you're gonna get advantage. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Moving along from Carson Wentz to Tyrod Taylor. The <sighs> Houston, Texas, Tyrod Taylor is not gonna play on Thursday night, which means. Uh, we, we have sean
1: watson oh no, no no davis mills sorry 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 i thought deshaun so, watson for a second for a second
0: no in fact uh almost six percent of the texans active roster, roster spots will be used on quarterbacks who cannot or will not play on thursday night and they already have one of the worst rosters in football but sure keep going uh they they will likely call up jeff driscoll from the practice squad so that way they don't i mean they have to have another quarterback right it can't just be davis mills right
1: yeah, I'm trying to think who it was on the roster that may have some emergency quarterback uh, scenario. But yeah, they'll bring up Driscoll, right? Maybe before. Danny Amendola, so but they- he's
0: hurt too, so you know.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it'd be Driscoll and then I am trying to think who else they have. I'm Trying to think of their wide receivers. Hey, I think like, they could go Wildcat. They they like to run the football anyway, so.
0: Uh, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, David Johnson.
1: Yeah, I mean they literally would just go Wildcat the rest of the game. I think so. they would, they would put back, they would put back the NFL passing game for you know decades.
0: Well, they already, no, they already, already, they're already currently doing that. Um, Tyron Taylor's actually looked pretty good. And you feel bad for him? Cause he just can't stop getting yeah. hurt
1: wherever he goes. Were they, were they winning when he went out of the game last week? I was trying to remember. Um, I knew he had the scramble for the touchdown. I couldn't remember exactly when it happened. Let me look. I feel like it was either close or they might've been winning. But either way, like, it goes to show you, too, how well he's been playing. Like, he legitimately kept their team in that game.
0: Yeah, they were. they uh, when, was, when he ran in for the touchdown, they were up 14-7. Yeah, I mean, I just – you
1: know, he's, he's – actually, we'll just go on this tangent. He has had the worst luck of any NFL player that I can remember in the past two decades. I mean, literally. Like, you get drafted to the Baltimore Ravens. Who ended up going and winning a Super Bowl with the quarterback that's there, which isn't a bad thing because you get a ring as a backup, but still, like, you don't get that opportunity to shine, which I think he would have done some special things there. Because when he first got in the league, Two, he wouldn't have been Lamar, but he was able to tote the rock a little bit and take off and do some. Relative
0: right? to like the quarterbacks who were
1: in the league at the time, he would have been kind yeah.
0: Lamarish. Yeah.
1: 100%. And then, you, then he goes to what, Buffalo? They go to the playoffs. That's not good enough for them at that point. Yep. So they ship him out to what, Cleveland after that? And then well, of course Rex, they no, draft Rex,
0: Rex got fired. Anthony Lynn used him down the stretch and then yeah. he goes to Cleveland. He suffers a concussion. One.
1: Well, when, when, but still, even before he plays, they draft the number one overall pick in a yeah. quarterback. So, you know, the writing's already on the wall. Then he gets the concussion. Baker goes in, plays well, rests his history there. He goes to the LA chargers. Again, they draft the quarterback. He gets stabbed by a doctor. who's trying to shoot him up his ribs. <laughs> Justin Herbert goes in. He plays amazing. Now he's moving on from there to the Houston Texans, which, you know, looked like a, I guess a decent situation in the sense that he was going to get the play, but now he's got a hamstring injury and he's what I IR now. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a player have more unfortunate. I don't know. You know what you call it? Unfortunate consequences or issues. It's just, it's I, amazing.
0: I would, uh, I would love out my, uh, my boy, Mike Glennon for that as well. In the Stop. Sense- no, no. I'm Stop. Just- no, no, no. I'm just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. No, he had Russell Wilson behind him at NC State. Gets drafted by Greg Schiano in Tampa Bay because Schiano loved him and recruited him to Rutgers in college. And then Schiano gets canned, so they draft Jameis Winston. He goes and signs with the Bears, and then they and then they decide to draft Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Mike Glennon had never taken a team to the playoffs. Like, let's be real. Like, let's let's not try to play this up. They're not even in the same category. All right. Okay.
0: I'm just, I'm I, I'm just looking for guys who, who might have uh, similar, uh, similar luck. No, no,
1: there's no one close to, to Rod Taylor. No, I,
0: I agree. Look, Tyrod Taylor got stabbed in the, like in the lung by the, I mean, seriously,
1: yeah. serious. Yes. I don't know how many times I got injected in my ribs in 2012, but my God, I mean, like that's a, that's a serious puncture. If you do
0: that. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of other really unlucky players, I can't think of, um, I'm sorry, should move on then. (laughs) Debo wanted it to be a little bit, so, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will, uh, we'll discuss the rookie quarterbacks. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. So Andy Dalton also injured, which means Justin Fields is going to come in. It was a rough week three or week two, excuse me, Brady, for uh, for those rookie quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence had a terrible outing. Zach Wilson threw a bunch of picks. Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance didn't play at all. Justin Fields looked pretty lost out there after Andy Dalton got hurt. And uh, Mac Jones was actually pretty good, but didn't have big stats or anything. Mac Jones has looked the best
1: by far, but he's also been the one that I think we saw that in preseason. That was my expectation coming into the season. And, and he's, you know, running a system some, and, and somewhat similar to what he was asked to do at Alabama. So it makes a lot of sense from that standpoint. You know, Trevor Lawrence wasn't as bad as maybe he made it sound to be. I mean, he didn't look anything close to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson looked awful. I mean, absolutely awful. And it would have been one thing if he was under duress, which he was at times, but a lot of those picks came from clean pockets. And that's what bothers me is if you're – I mean, some of those throws weren't even in the area code of anyone. And and, and I've said this before. Look, I didn't have Zach Wilson rated that high, and it wasn't that he doesn't have a special release or he can't create and do some things. It's that when you put on the tape before this past season, when they played a really, really watered-down vanilla schedule, that was more of what you saw. Like he wasn't going to get away with some of the throws and some of the things he was doing last year at BYU versus lesser opponents. So he's got a long way to go. That team's got a long way to go. And I think he, so I think he's the one that's, that's got, you know, the, the biggest, you know, mountain to climb of all those guys. Mac looks the best. Trevor, I think, you know, it flashes at times, but that's just a tough matchup last week um, versus that defense. And then, look, Fields was playing in a game plan that wasn't set up for him. So with a week of preparation, if he's going to be the guy, I would, I'd feel much more confident about watching him go in there, run the football a little bit and then Matt Nagy and those guys being able to protect him. I mean, again, we don't know who's going to start, though, because if you ask Matt Nagy a question about Scheme, apparently it matters now heading into week three I mean, to him. It, it didn't matter before week one, though, when he kept telling everyone Andy Dalton's the starter for Scheme, but now it matters going into week three that uh, he doesn't how, want to announce who this how is did he
0: How did he even think that that question was related to Scheme? Because okay, so you you know, he got done with the interview, and he sent the PR guy back out and be like, uh, just to answer that question directly, Andy Dalton is the starter when healthy. It's like- if, yeah, when healthy,
1: yeah. Well, that's what I don't get is is he wanted to be defensive about it because I think we all know Dalton and Fields are two different players. So yeah. how defenses are going to prepare are, are two different things, right? Oh, I see, I see this I early see, in the week. I see
0: Yeah, okay, I can see that. That's a good answer. I mean, that's like a good- like right now, like who do the Bears play this week? The Bears play the. Uh, they don't play the Bengals because they just played the Bengals. The Bears are seven point play. dogs at. Oh, goodness gracious. What's the matter with me? Uh, I mean, just how can I never? Okay, well, we'll we'll move past the Browns. Browns. There we go.
1: So if I'm the Browns right now, right, I am implementing, and I'm probably even putting a wide receiver at times at quarterback, and I'm doing different things on scout team to prepare our team for the zone reads, the quarterback runs, even how we rush, the quarterback's going to be different, right? So all those things change how you practice from, you know, uh, Wednesday onward, depending on the practice schedule, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Whereas if you don't announce it later in the week, you're not focusing quite as much on that, right? You're not breaking down as much Ohio State tape, preseason tape of Justin Fields. So and there's no matter. There's no doubt it matters from a schematic standpoint, but I just don't get why he was so resistant to it in week going up against week three when he wasn't, you know, pre- before the season started going into week one.
0: Okay, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I think what he was, I think what he felt like he was being asked is, who's starting this week? Right. Yeah, I, can't, I can't let you know that's scheme related, but it was also. It like, is. Right. No, it he's is not right. wrong. I agree with that. But, but the question was, was like-
1: about the health of Andy Dalton. That's the, right. that's what it was about. And then right. he took it as that plays in the scheme. And it does. It plays sure. in the betting. It plays in everything. That's why right. we have these injury reports. So yeah, it is so, what it is.
0: Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Good answer. I like that. Um, Let's talk about some O2 teams and uh, 2 and O teams. What O2 team? And here's the list of them. Falcons, by the way, it is the, the, the top of the draft looks exactly like it did last wow. time during, during the draft. And these 0-2 teams do not inspire a whole lot of hope. Falcons, Vikings, Lions, Colts, Jags, and Jets. Which 0-2 team could you see making a playoff run? I feel like there's only one real answer on here.
1: It's Minnesota to me, right? I mean, am I crazy? No. I, I thought they looked really good. In fact, they really should have beaten Arizona. They shouldn't be an and 2 team. Cousins played great. Dalvin Cook and the way they can run the football. The defense is still coming together, but, you know, the reality is it's not like anyone's running away with the NFC North right now. So I would say the Vikings are the team that if the NFC West wasn't so damn good, um, you might say has a shot at a wild card spot, but I think they're going to have to win the division. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of back after what we saw him do. So it's unlikely, but I think the Vikings are the only team you could really pick there. Maybe the Colts, maybe the Colts. Because
0: the AFC South is so bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Colts could possibly. Cla- I mean, I suppose you could. <laughs> suppose you could throw in the the Jags just because the AFC South is so bad. Like you know, right. I mean, if, the, if something, if something, if the Titans kind of cratered and we don't think the Texans are going to win games and Colts lose Carson Wentz, maybe the Jags make it. Move. I don't think that that's the case. Falcons look dead in the water. Jets look terrible. The Falcons Lions-
1: look awful. I mean, awful. awful.
0: And it's shockingly
1: because I mean they've got they've drafted, they've I mean they've got some players, but they've invested goodness, a lot I mean, in their
0: offensive line. It's not good.
1: No, it's not. It's it's really that that's one of the teams that's fooled me so far. I keep believing in what Matt Ryan's done. I mean, they showed up a stat the other day, the other night on, you know, what was it, Monday night football? And yeah. Aaron Rodgers, what just cracked the top 10. He just surpassed in, in career passing yards. And who's sitting there at number nine? Matt Ryan who Aaron Rodgers isn't going to ever catch because I think Matt Ryan has like 5,000 more yards passing. And I'm like, hold on a second. Really? Like he's got that many more career passing yards and he's a couple years, a few years younger. So there's no way Rodgers is going to be able to catch him, let alone, you know, be able to crack that. So it was just interesting to look at that number and go, wow, you know, Matt Ryan's had a really successful career in regards to what he's done, at least statistically, but it, it, I mean, they're struggling big time right now, and, and I don't know if you want to put it on him, but their defense is bad too.
0: If he if he wins that Super Bowl against the Pats, he's probably in the Hall of Fame pretty easily.
1: Hall of Fame, it's, yeah.
0: And he's got. I mean, he's still going to be borderline. It'll be close, but it may not. He may need uh, rejuvenation somewhere other than Atlanta. To, to I mean, play. he's he's
1: got an MVP, but
0: yeah. how many times do you need
1: to be an All Pro? How many times do you? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because I think when you look at the NFC picture, as far as the quarterbacks he's played along with, there's been some good quarterbacks that are also going to be Hall of Famers. But that's what I think stands in his way is like he needed that Super Bowl more than anything else to have on his resume.
0: Correct. That Super Bowl puts him into the Hall of Fame, I feel like. And now no, nobody says, oh, he went to a Super Bowl. You know, nobody, nobody gives him credit for almost winning a yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, what about two and O teams that might be not quite as good as their record indicates? The Raiders, Broncos, Bucks, Panthers, 49ers, Rams, and Cardinals are on the list. I feel like there are two pretty obvious candidates outside of the NFC West. But I guess three obvious candidates, potentially.
1: Okay. The Panthers are the first one. Of course. Uh, I'm all for the redemption that Sam Darnold got versus the Jets, how he's looked so far. CMC is back. Robbie Anderson looks great. Joe Brady really does look like an offensive genius, especially since the fallout at LSU since he left. Okay. And then Matt rules a good defensive mind, good defensive. There's a lot of good young players there. I mean, I'm all for them being that surprise team in the NFC South. I just don't think they're going to end up being a playoff team. No, I think they'll even be right though now. I think they'll be in the hunt though. Right, right. And so, so just for the stats, right. For, so from 1990 to 2019, back when we only had 12 teams that went, teams that went 2-0 and had a 62% chance during that period of time of going to the playoffs. Teams that went 0-2 had a 12% chance. Now, now last year, okay, 17 teams each side, 14 total teams. There was not a team that went 0-2 that made it to the playoffs. Correct. Right. If that gives you any indication of the holder in. But just to kind of further the conversation statistically. But it's got to be the Panthers. And then I, I think the other team, though, is the Cardinals. Because they again, they really shouldn't oh. have won that game. And I love what they're doing so far. Kyler Murray might be in the MVP conversation, but I think the 49ers are better. I think the Seahawks are better, even with that disappointing, you know, loss and what they gave up to the Titans. And I think the Rams are better. Yeah. So I still think right now they're the worst team in that division. And so, yeah, it's great for a 2-0 start. But let's be real, you probably should be 1-1. One one. I'm I'm, that's the one I'm really focusing on to see how they carry on.
0: Okay, so on on the Panthers really quickly, I will, I will. and I'm not, like, humoristic here for the Panthers at all. I'm, I'm, I think it's cool that they're 2-0. I do think they'll probably fall back a little bit. I also think that they're. I was expecting a year three leap, maybe, especially for that defense, and maybe it's happening a little earlier. That's Matt off.
1: Rules. That's Matt Rules' track record, right? Year yeah. three is always his best year.
0: Yeah, he he goes from bad year to medium year to breakout season, and second off, yeah. I, I, so I think they'll probably finish closer to five hundred when it's all said done. But man, their schedule. So they're at Houston this week on Thursday Night Football. So you get the mini buy before you go to uh, the Cowboys in Week Four. And then you have the e- Eagles at home, Vikings at home, at the Giants, at the Falcons. like that is a I mean how many of those six games do they they can easily go four and two and be six and two all before you know it yeah they, they haven't played the Buccaneers at all, you know in that stretch, but they play the Buccaneers two of the final three weeks of the season, which is actually huge. Because there's a chance that Tom Brady and the Bucks might have sewn up the number one overall seed. They sit, guys.
1: Yeah, that, that's a reality. That's the, the potential chance of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can make a case one because their schedule, but the back half of that schedule gets a little bit more difficult,
0: for sure. They and that's where they bills, to start. Yeah. Pats, Bills, that, that's where it starts out. Yeah, yeah. So they have to stack wins now and hope they can pull off some upsets later to make the playoffs. Uh, let
1: me make a case though, because I know you said it's surprising, because I'm sure you're going to talk about Denver and Las Vegas.
0: Okay. I,
1: was, I, I, was think I think Denver's legit. I think Denver's legit. I think they've got the defense. I like the way Teddy spread the football around. They have playmakers. Uh, even though I feel like their offensive line of time struggles to protect, they can still run the football. Like, that team's hanging around now. Like, I think everyone's really high, and I know you were high on the Chargers. I, I'm not so much, man. Like, I think they're good. And if if three teams went to the playoffs from one division, it's either the NFC West, the AFC West, and they're probably a part of that. But I think the Denver, especially when you look at their schedule – they set up to be a team that can be a shockingly like 10 win team, maybe even better than that, uh, at least at the pace they're on. So I'll defend them. The Raiders, I, it's hard to explain. It's really more about Derek Carr. He's playing like an MVP right now. That's the only thing you could say about it because their defense, Gus Brown improved their defense. I get that. I'm just not buying into their inability to run the football and Carr being able to do this for 15 more games. Like, I'm sorry. I just, it, it's going to be hard for him to do that. So if they don't improve drastically running the football and a little bit on defense, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard to sustain.
0: Okay. I'm sort of in the same boat. I, the, the Broncos defense is just good barring, you know, Von Miller's back Patrick Sertain looks like he's potentially a steal where they got him, especially after JC Horn. And, and, you know, they have, they just have guys that can fly all over the place. And Offensively, the fact we overlooked the fact that Teddy Bridgewater is extremely familiar with Pat Shermer's system. And that makes life a lot easier for him to be this. You know, I mean, he's just better than Drew Locke, and they made the right decision. Like it's very clear to me, Sam.
1: Yeah. Look, I think we, you and I were talking about this before. His ceiling might not be as high as Drew Locke, but it, his floor is sort of a hell of a lot higher than, than Drew Locke's. I mean, look, and that's what it gives them. It gives them this like consistent level of play where he's not turning over the football, he's putting the football at the right spot, and that's all they needed last year, maybe even the year before. I mean, think about how many close games they lost that one pass here, one lack of a turnover here might have changed the outcome of the game. They don't have to worry about it anymore with Teddy. So, And and by the way, I know everyone's kind of seen that clip of Von Miller telling him, hey, we haven't felt this way since 18 was here, but that's big. Like when you've got a leader on defense who comes up and says that to a guy and he's honestly telling him, like, we have confidence and faith in you. That's way bigger than I think you can ever kind of measure and put in some sort of metric
0: for sure. Uh, speaking of metrics, just want to let you know, would you like to know what the dork stats say about uh the top five teams in the NFL?
1: Uh, sure, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh,
0: this football outsider's DVOA. I know you're a big oh, team. Yeah. yeah, here
1: it is. Here it is. Let's yeah, hear shoot it. The yep.
0: DVOA in my in my in my roid field uh, arm, yeah, shoot it. Um, number one carolina panthers they have the number one ranked defense 15th rank offense number two and the only team with an offensive and defensive ranking in the top five the los angeles rams number three the tampa bay buccaneers and this is they have not adjusted for opponent yet that happens about week four or five i think number four yeah, yeah, yeah. as you well know uh number four yeah, of course the only other team with an offensive defense in the top f- top ten The Denver Broncos are the number four offense and the number 10 defense and the fifth team in football, the Arizona Cardinals. Las Vegas, by the way, 19.
1: That's a bit odd. That's a red flag.
0: That's a bad, that's That's, expected regression. If
1: if you're a nerd and you read into that stuff. Yeah, of course. Of course. But
0: okay. Yeah. Um, This is adjusted for situation. It's it's not. Okay. Let
1: me ask you this. So Carolina's one or no. What number one, what does that, what does that mean to you? Are you betting on them to win a Super Bowl right now? Like, are you looking at them saying, well, right now, they're the best team in the NFL? Do you really believe that?
0: No, of course not. Okay. Okay. The, the reason that they're higher is that their offense is average and their defense is best in football. But again, it hasn't again, adjusted.
1: It hadn't adjusted for opponent. It hasn't adjusted for their opponents yet because they haven't played enough games. I understand how the math works. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, just but saying, what they
0: adjust for opponent and then factor the Jets in? They're going to drop <laughs> to like the fifth, fifth like at best, yeah. the fifth best defense. Yeah. I just think the defense looks, I don't think the Panthers are the best. In football, of course
1: not. I don't think they're even anywhere close to the best team in their division.
0: No. Camp Bay looks oh. by
1: far and away the best team in that division.
0: Oh, uh, oh, really quickly, because we won't talk to you until oh, no, no, that's next week we can talk about it. But I got asked about it this morning on Tuesday morning on Boston Radio. They're like, we know this is two weeks away, but it's like clearly setting up for Tom Brady to come in here and and to put a blowtorch straight into Bill Belichick's face and squeeze the like trigger as hard as he can, right? That's what's happening. I was like, yeah, it sure feels that way. He's gonna, gonna crop, he's just gonna crop dust the entire New England
1: Patriots sidelines <sighs> with his touchdown passes. Yeah. <laughs> just crop dust the entire thing. Hey um, hey Bill, how does that smell? You know
0: <laughs> Wait, what's so that he, smell? Gonna
1: it's defeat.
0: So he needs exi- he is 499 yards short of uh tying. This is Drew the dumbest Brees.
1: stat. Yeah, Drew Brees' is career passing. You know what's funny about this? He's got more passing yards already, dude. Like, I get it; it's not during the regular season. If you include his playoff numbers, but he's got more. Like that—that's no, the—it's that,
0: the dumbest thing that we make a big deal about.
1: I don't get it. I no, really no, I don't, don't think
0: we make a big deal on it. All I'm saying is that I would get—he's going in that
1: game. I get it.
0: I will guarantee you that Tom Brady does not have more than 498 passing yards this coming week. And then if, if he has 498, the Bucks will hand the ball off the rest of the game, and it will go in there, and the first pass is like a touch—a bomb to Gronk for a touchdown. I mean. It's good. they're gonna they're gonna rub it. it, it the other thing is they're, they're doing like the the Tommy and Tommy and Gronky show. We're having the time of our lives. It looks like it looks like the the like you know you get divorced and you go on Facebook and you see your ex wife and she's posting pictures of like riding around in the new in a Ferrari with a new boyfriend like that. That feels like what the what Tom and, and Gronk are doing. Uh yeah, sure. Maybe a little bit. I I, I
1: wonder this. Like I wonder because Tom's been so successful for so long. And obviously they've probably been breaking up or they were breaking up for a period of time, or maybe he was starting to get frustrated with it. I wonder if he would, would have left sooner. And I wonder, I mean, obviously this situation in Tampa wouldn't have been what it is now, right? Thank with you. Bruce Arians. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I, the way it's played out now he's talking about maybe playing to his 50. It's like, you look at it and you go, huh? like how different would his career would have been had he gone somewhere else now looking back and watching when you know super one year one and then two and zero so far to start. And you look at it and go, well, maybe he could have done that in a lot of other places too. Uh, it's just, it's interesting to like, think about, like he could have left, like he's literally had three hall of fame careers. And yeah. so at any point in time, he could have just picked up and said, I'd rather go have fun somewhere else, but everything I mean, happens I, for a reason, I guess.
0: I, I would, I would guess that he wonders if he should have left at least a year or two earlier. Also, I think I think Bill Belichick kind of chased him off too. Let's not sleep on that. Um, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean, it's although I mean they went to they went to a lot of Super Bowls on the back end of his of his career. His career, yeah. So
1: yeah, and that's the other reason. It's like, do you want to risk uh, not adding to your legacy and I mean coasting through the AFC East? Like that's the one thing I think he never took for granted was they had it easy winning the AFC East. Yeah. So.
0: They were almost, it, it almost, guaranteed just just win two games in the playoffs and you're in the championship game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. But but even then, like they knew almost every single year they're hosting a playoff game. Correct. Like they knew that every single year, which is which. How strong is that? How powerful is that? You win a few more games. Now you've got to buy, and then after that, next thing you know, you're the number one seed and you're hosting it all the way through.
0: It's 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 not a, it's not dissimilar to Alabama where. You, you are so dominant that you get everybody else at all the other schools constantly fired. And so you never have to deal with like anybody. Just beat Georgia once and you're, you know, I mean, you don't have to beat Georgia. Just, you know, you're just going to get to the you know, it's, it's same thing. they like the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins were constantly firing people and changing quarterbacks to play catch up.
1: Right. And part of that's just from the organizational instability, but that's a whole nother
0: story. But the, but the organizational instability is created in part because you're in the same division by, with the Patriots. Yeah, it's some of that. I, I just think that it.
1: the ownership's different and sure. and the way they go by hand I'm like it's different, right? Because you could make that same case because so what are you blaming the Steelers and the Ravens for how the Browns have continued to have turnover, right? Because sure. the Bengals right. have had success and they've they, then they haven't, and they've actually been really patient too. So I, I I think it's just more about the individual owner and
0: how they operate the team. That's 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 probably fair. That's that's a lucky break for the Patriots. But yes. Um, okay that's uh that'll do it for this week's uh, brady quinn football show i think right did we miss anything yeah.
1: no i think we're good i just I, I hope you feel better hope you get some rest rest that i feel great like,
0: already this was this this is the the shot of energy that i needed in my week oh, is it? Is a it slingshot me into uh into a nap on tuesday afternoon before remember
1: finish. we try to talk about shotgunning bud lights and you're like they wouldn't like that we, we can't oh. talk about that You drink responsible drink drink, respons- drink responsible that's uh, right do not shotgun one i mean even
0: impressive.
1: if it's the only one you have do not do
0: it Thank drink you, Brady. Thank you, Brady. It's always drink responsibly. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Selvi. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve
1: dollars and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't
0: get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family?
1: can't really maintain a fantasy forever control all desire now streaming on paramount plus